This is Plant-Based Briefing. The Blue Zones, Longevity Secrets from Centenarians, Part 3, by Ocean Robbins at foodrevolution.org. And I'm your host, Marian Erickson, and this is the Plant-Based Podcast, where I curate and narrate with permission articles on a variety of topics related to plant-based and vegan living. And today's episode is the third and final part of this article that's a bit longer than most, which is why I split it up into three parts. So go back and listen to the previous two episodes first, so this one will make sense. And now let's get to today's plant-based briefing. The Blue Zones, Longevity Secrets from Centenarians, Part 3 by Ocean Robbins at foodrevolution.org. How to Live to 100. So what can you learn from these varied Blue Zone communities if you want a long and healthy life? Should you move to an island, live in the mountains, and take up gardening? Maybe drink herbal teas and eat purple sweet potatoes. The thing is, there are a million variables at play here. And it's easy to get hung up on isolated details out of context. After all, that's how our media tends to report on health. This particular food cures cancer. Here's the perfect seven-minute workout and so on. But the blue zones are challenging to researchers because they aren't controlled experiments with one or two variables. Rather, they're dynamic environments that contribute in a holistic way to people's life experiences and health outcomes. So we need to zoom out from the specifics, as important as they can be, and also identify some of the broad patterns that play out in each of the regions under study. And remember that there are no guarantees. It's always possible to be hit by the proverbial bus, unless you live on an island that has no buses, I guess, or develop disease despite your best efforts. But while we may not all be privileged to live to 100, we can certainly take away insights from Blue Zone's lifestyles that, if we implement them, will help us live far healthier lives than is the norm in our society. So let's look at the things the Blue Zones have in common. What should you do if you want to live more like the people in these societies do? Exercise and longevity. Move naturally. In other words, build movement into your routines of daily life. Workouts and exercise are great, but also seek to move on a regular basis as part of your way of life. I sometimes think we've become physically the laziest and most sedentary people in history. Our ancestors would never have survived if they were a tenth as inactive as many of us are today. In contrast, in each of the blue zones, the way people live, gardening, farming, shepherding, walking up and down mountains, both necessitates and produces a high level of physical fitness. If you want to live longer, become and remain physically active. You'll sleep better, you'll feel better and be less prone to depression, and your health will improve in countless ways. And exercise can also help prevent prediabetes from developing into type 2 diabetes. Find your purpose. The Okinawans and Nikoyans in particular exhibit a strong sense of purpose, a why they wake up every morning. This sense of being needed is easier to come by in the Blue Zones, where communities integrate elders and value their contributions. Having a purpose, whether it's to support family, take care of the land, do the bidding of God, or some other reason, keeps people going when others might give up on living. According to Blue Zones research, knowing your purpose and living in accord with it can contribute up to seven years of extra life expectancy. If you live in a society that doesn't value and integrate elders, you'll need to find and act on your own purpose. Look for volunteer opportunities and other opportunities to be of service to others. If you serve on the board of a charity or social welfare organization, see if you can include older people in setting and carrying out your mission. Downshift and manage stress. Stress is a natural and inevitable part of life. What's unnatural is never taking time to unplug from it or engaging in practices to recover and reset. 
We know that excess and chronic stress can seriously damage your health by laying the groundwork for persistent inflammation that's linked to chronic disease. Blue Zones cultures build stress management into daily routines. First, they tend to reduce less stress because they aren't on the clock all the time, experiencing time scarcity and always rushing around. Second, social interactions themselves can reduce stress by triggering social engagement that can replace the neurological fight-or-flight response. Third, they take frequent breaks for reflection or pause. Okinawans take a few moments each day to bring to mind their honored ancestors. Adventists pray, Icarians nap, and Sardinians enjoy happy hour. They also use some homegrown herbs in foods, drinks, or as medicines to help relieve stress. What can you add to your day to ease the stresses of life? Follow the 80% rule. The Okinawan practice of eating only until 80% full is a great example of moderation in eating. This one rule could be the difference between gaining weight or maintaining a slim and healthy physique. Not everyone in every blue zone follows this practice specifically, but all blue zone cultures emphasize moderating food intake in some way. For example, the smallest meal is usually eaten in the late afternoon or early evening, after which people fast until breakfast. Now I hear it, break fast. Fasting is also a part of Blue Zone lifestyles. There are many different types, including single-day, multi-day, partial, and intermittent. In addition to aligning with deeply held spiritual beliefs, fasting has a number of health benefits. And there's a clear link between overeating and stress, often acting in a disempowering, vicious loop that creates digestive problems and obesity. Noticing fullness and stopping at the first sensations of satiety is one powerful way to break the cycle. Eat mostly plants. People in the Blue Zones and other long-lived areas follow a primarily plant-based diet. Staples of Blue Zone diets include vegetables, fruit, whole grains, legumes, and nuts and seeds. As a lot of research has shown by now, plant-based diets are among the healthiest ways of eating and can help prevent and stop the development of chronic disease. Most of the Blue Zone diets aren't entirely vegan, with the exception of a subset of Seventh-day Adventists in Loma Linda. But while they include some meat and dairy, animal foods typically make up a small proportion of their diets, are locally sourced, come from animals that graze in pastures rather than live in feedlots and factory farms, and are often reserved for special occasions like holidays and life cycle celebrations. For example, traditional Okinawans source about 5% of their diet from meat and dairy, while these foods comprise over 30% of the diet of the average American. Also, Blue Zone residents typically grow or raise the majority of their food, and they rarely, if ever, consume the ultra-processed foods that make up almost two-thirds of the food eaten in the modern Western diet. Plus, their diets are low in calories compared to others, with an average of about 1,900 per day, far less than the 3,600 calories that the average American puts away on a daily basis. Drink alcohol in moderation or not at all. People in Blue Zones, except Loma Linda Adventists who don't drink at all, drink alcohol in moderation. This looks like one to two glasses per day, always with friends and as part of meals. While alcohol in moderation may relieve stress and lubricate social interactions, there are other ways to achieve the same effects without drinking if you so choose. I say this because there's a lot of evidence that alcohol consumption is a net negative for health and has been shown to increase your risk for several chronic physical conditions, as well as mental illness and even death. So if you live in a blue zone where you have a daily glass of locally produced wine as part of a leisurely and social dinner, that's one thing. But please don't take up drinking to live longer if it means downing a few beers in the evening while watching TV. 
This is a case where context really matters. A sense of belonging. Just about all the centenarians interviewed as part of the original Blue Zones research belonged to a faith-based community. And while it's impossible to disentangle belief in a benevolent deity from simply belonging to a community of like-minded people, we do know that a sense of belonging is a significant predictor of mental health and well-being in later life. In older adults specifically, research shows that a low sense of belonging is associated with depression, suicidal ideation, and hopelessness. If being part of organized religion isn't your thing, don't despair. Belonging can take many forms. You can connect with family and friends, participate in a group hobby like ballroom dancing, or even combine belonging with your sense of purpose by joining an advocacy group or charity that puts you in contact with others. If you live in a society that's fragmented with little social connection, then you have to do some of that community building yourself. Start forming support networks, weave together neighbors and friends, and make sure to include elders now so that you will be included when you reach that stage of life. You can belong to the more-than-human world as well. Connecting with companion animals or even feeling that you have a place in nature can also provide a sense of belonging. Put loved ones first. Those who successfully reach 100 in blue zones almost invariably prioritize their families above all else. Often, aging parents and grandparents live nearby or in the homes of younger family members. In modern society, that may seem like a burden, but in the blue zones, it isn't. One of the reasons for this is that rates of Alzheimer's and other dementias in these societies are only the tiniest fraction of what we currently experience in our society. In terms of belonging, family often tops the list. Family connections can provide a sense of meaning and purpose, social connection, and tangible resources such as home care, feeding, and cleaning. Being connected and taken care of enhances our well-being. Hang out with the right tribe. People in blue zones enjoy longer and more vigorous lives than most because they're embedded in systems and structures that promote healthy lifestyles. Just being part of a real-life social network improves health outcomes. A review of 150 studies, including over 300,000 participants, found that people with strong social ties are 50% more likely to survive over any given time period compared to those lacking those ties. Blue Zone cultures, by emphasizing the community and honoring and including elders in community life, provide social circles, like the Okinawan Moais, that support healthy behaviors. Research shows that behaviors and qualities that most of us think of as personal and individual, including smoking, obesity, happiness, and even loneliness, are contagious. I hope you'll start weaving these Blue Zone strategies into recipes for your long, healthy, and joyful life. There are plenty of challenges to living in healthy, nature-based, and socially connected ways in modern societies, but the more each of us strives to build and belong to a nurturing and inclusive community, the more accessible such a lifestyle becomes for everyone else. The food factor in Blue Zone longevity may be the easiest for you to adopt, as it requires the least coordination with others. And once you've dialed in a healthy, plant-based diet, look for ways to join with others. Parties, potlucks, gatherings, cooking demos to bring the rest of the Blue Zone magic to life in your life. Linked below are some delicious Blue Zone-inspired recipes to get you started. Longevity is possible. Although aging is often something that people in industrialized nations dread due to its association with loneliness and chronic health problems, it doesn't have to be this way. 
While aging is an inevitable part of life and there are things you can do to slow the process, obsessing over stopping aging or finding some miraculous fountain of youth can actually stoke fears and increase dread of what's to come. Instead, look for things to do that can make your later years vibrant and enjoyable. By looking to the centenarians of the world in places like the Blue Zones, you can take inspiration on how to live so that you may dance your way into your wisdom years, whether they extend to 100 and beyond or not. You just listened to The Blue Zones, Longevity Secrets from Centenarians, Part 3, by Ocean Robbins at foodrevolution.org. And I'm your host, Marian Erickson. And there is one other episode about Blue Zones if you're interested. It was 173, called Five Blue Zone Hacks to Promote a Healthier, Longer Life, from ForksOverKnives.com. So check that out if you're interested, and please share this episode with anyone who might benefit. And thanks for listening.